Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I wanted to share um, a really nice little surprise I got in my voicemail on this podcast. So there's a feature on my podcast I sort of forget about, and basically, like, I guess you can contact... I don't know what my podcast looks like to you guys on the other end. Only you guys know that, really. Unless I were to go in through my friend's phone or something. But um, I guess there's a feature where you can like leave a voicemail. And if you ever have ideas for topics you want me to talk about, I would love to research them. Um, my other job, one of my careers, is that I, I do research. I'm, I work in historic preservation, so I'm used to doing research. I like researching things. Um, and my other career is... I'm a licensed massage therapist, so on this podcast, I'm going to talk about a class I took yesterday that I just had to talk about it because it was very helpful and it related to complex PTSD. But before I get started, in relation to my voicemails, um, I wanted to thank one of my listeners who who listens regularly to this podcast. One of my listeners left a voicemail, I think it was yesterday or the day before, related to my October 10th podcast I did about relationships and finding someone who speaks your your language when you have a certain type of maybe disability like complex PTSD. Um, So I want to say thanks to Joe. And by the way, I really like your British accent. I think it was British or else it was possibly Irish or Scottish, but I think it was a British accent. Um, I appreciated your message of support regarding that October 10th episode regarding relationships. Um, So thanks. Um, I was going to wait until Saturday, but my plans changed because the guy who was in my support group on Tuesday nights, the one who I mentioned passed away a couple weeks ago, um, his visitation is this Saturday and his funeral. So I'm going to go to the visitation um, part of it because I didn't know him maybe more than eight months but we knew each other on a really personal level Um, because like I said we had a lot in common in our struggles and I found out from one of the guys in the group that he had passed away so um, he told me Tuesday night that when his visitation is going to be so I'm going to go to that Um, but I took a I wanted to get back to the topic I took a class yesterday And like I said, it was so interesting and it related in a lot of ways. And it's actually a class I highly recommend you taking. But I took it as one of my continuing education classes for my massage license. And it was titled, the class was titled Anxiety, Sleep, and the Brain. It was presented by Michelle Oken. She has a physical doctorate. She's associate professor of research in the Department of Psychology at the University of Colorado. And she works a lot with sleep and um, uh, not being able to sleep, like insomnia, things like that. Um, and she was great. Um, and it was sponsored by the Institute for Brain Potential. I, that's where I got my meditation certification from, is the Institute for Brain Potential, through another continuing education class. Um, but it was just a really great class, and some key points I got out of it. It was an all-day class from, I got there 8.30, and we got done at 4.00. Um, and there were about a hundred people there. It was a really popular class and the presenter, she was great, but, um, 
the key things that I picked up from it were that she talked about circadian rhythm. And I've heard that term before, and I, I always think of cicadas because I live in Illinois and we have these big bugs called cicadas. And every like seven years or 14 years, they come out of the ground. So they hibernate. So their, their body, their little insect body is on a schedule. And so circadian rhythm is getting your body back on its, um, I guess you could say, natural schedule for sleeping. Um, and this was a perfect time for me to take this class because I've mentioned in the last maybe three or four podcasts, probably the last 10 podcasts, I don't know, that I've really been stressed out. The money class stresses me out a lot, and I'm going to go into that a little bit because the money class actually related in a really strange way to the sleep class, and I wasn't expecting that. But I've had a lot of stressors, um, just little things I've talked about. So this class was great because I realized getting good sleep is a huge part of decreasing your anxiety. And basically, with the circadian rhythm, one way you can get your body to get back on its natural sleep cycle is to always, every single day, wake up at the same time. So for me, I'm going to schedule that at to be 8.15 in the morning because I don't have to be to my history job until 9. My other job I don't have to be at until 11 or 3, depending on what day I work. So every day I'm going to wake up at 8.15 no matter what. Um, even if I don't want to get out of bed, she said, get out of bed. Don't linger in bed. Um, she also said if you're someone who thinks a lot at night and you're just laying in bed thinking and you're not sleeping, she said, get out of bed if you're thinking and not sleeping for more than 15 minutes. Because if you lay in bed and you think, your body gets trained to do that and the more you do it is the more you're going to do it because your body thinks it's time to start thinking because you're laying there thinking so if you're thinking for more than 15 minutes you should get out of bed and go and like sit in a recliner or sit in a chair or lay down but make sure you don't fall asleep in other places and don't watch television and if you look at your phone put it on the night screen put it on night mode because apparently there's something called blue light that comes out of your phone and it, your eyes, it's almost like it's waking you back up. It's almost like your eyes think they're seeing the sunshine kind of. Um, so put things on night mode, your laptop and your phone. I'd never heard any of this, so I wanted to share some of it. I'm obviously not going to share anything because that's why I think you should take the class if you're able to, even if you're able to do it online. Um, it was a, just a great class. Again, it was through the Institute for Brain Potential and it was... Um, presented by Michelle Oaken, and she's from the University of Colorado. Um, and you could probably even look up University of Colorado's website and find her. Her last name is spelled O-K-U-N, and you could email her and ask her to send you info, possibly. Um, but again, the key points I learned, I had, I'd never heard those things before. She also said, go to bed when your body tells you to. So I try to go to bed sometimes at different times of the day, like 10 p.m. The next day I'll try to go to bed at midnight, and sometimes I go to bed at 1 in the morning. Because I, I do tend to be a night owl, but I don't think I'm naturally a night owl. But I tend to stay up late. Um, I'm not someone who goes, you know, stays up till 3 in the morning. Um, but I do usually stay up till at least 11.30, if not midnight. But I'm going to try and just wait for my body to really tell me, go to bed. And late in the evening, I would say about 11, maybe 11.30, I'm going to try to meditate every night at 11.30, even if it's just 10 minutes. Um, 
maybe focus in on my heartbeat, do deep breathing, um, something where I'm not necessarily focusing on images, even though my own meditation, I do a visualization. I might not do that. I'm going to try and keep it a little bit more quiet so my mind's not thinking as much and just focusing on my heartbeat or my breath. Um, and that way, if I you know, become relaxed that way, I can go to bed and maybe I'll sleep better. But sleeping is just a huge part. I've had insomnia before and it's, I had an era around the time I had Bell's palsy last. Um, I was really stressed out then. It was just when COVID started. It was like March of 2020. And I would only sleep for like an hour every other day. And that went on for like a month and a half. Um, but I was, like I said, really stressed out at the time. Um, but the circadian rhythm, the other thing she mentioned that I thought was interesting, she said if you're if you're able to, it's really great if you can make it a priority to go on a vacation for like seven full days and have no plans. So if you go to like a lake house or a cabin or you go to a, a natural park, whatever, a national park, I should say, go on a vacation with no plans and just go on a vacation for your sleep. So basically you're going out to just kind of bond with nature I guess you could say if that's what you want to do and um, don't have any schedule just let your body go to rest when it wants to in the evening and but try to wake up on the same time every morning and it gets your body back into its rhythm so I thought that was interesting she also talked about various foods that help with sleep and I've talked about these on this podcast before because I eat a lot of foods, I intentionally eat a lot of foods that are good for my workouts, so they have protein, and I also eat foods for my nervous system, because I have had Bell's palsy twice, and that's a nervous issue. Um, so foods like bananas and fish and guacamole, um, there's all types of very specific foods, walnuts, almonds, different teas, um, I think she said St. John's wort, rallying root. Valerian root. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist here, but these are just some things she mentioned. Green tea, black tea. Um, and then specifically, one thing I noticed on her on her chart is that, um, or in her graphics, if you Google foods that help with sleep, be really cautious of when you eat them because some foods, so there's like 12, and a couple of them, like, cherry juice natural cherry juice obviously has sugar in it so you don't want to drink that at night time but if you drink it at some point in the day it's in your body and later when you're going to sleep in the evening it's supposed to add something to your body chemistry that helps you sleep later but you don't want to drink it before bed so don't be kind of goofed by foods that say foods that help you sleep when they could actually keep you up like dark chocolate you don't want to eat dark chocolate before you go to bed because it has sugar in it. So, you know, you got to eat them at the right time of day. And it made me think, um, I kind of, for whatever reason, I like to work out in the evenings, like late, like 9 p.m. I like to do my deadlifts some squats and chest press. And that's not a good time to do it because I'm like energizing my body. It's when I like doing it, but really I should do it at like 3 p.m. or something. Um, the latest would be five, five in the evening. Um, so that's something I'm going to change. I also used to like to meditate in the daytime and just because that's when I like doing it. 
I think because I'm usually kind of stressed out around 2 p.m. or 4 p.m. So if I meditate differently and do it, like I said, at 11.30 at night for just 10 minutes, that might help me better, you know, make sure I'm doing things at the right times of day. Um, A really specific thing she talked about was um, catastrophic thinking. And so future thinking, thinking about the future catastrophically, that's something the money class has really triggered in me because I'm not good at investing. The last class we had Tuesday night was about investing. I'm not good at investing. I'm not good with my money. I'm not good at saving. The, the whole class, it's an eight-week class. I have two more weeks of it. It's a huge trigger. Because, and I think it's triggering, like I've said so many times on this podcast, and I sound like a broken record, it's triggering the feeling of incompetency, being incompetent. It's a feeling. I know I'm not incompetent because if I'm in the right environment, I can focus just fine. Um, but growing up with a lot of stress, I think a lot of people with complex PTSD from youth, growing up with abuse in youth, you have that the, that thing that really affected your ability to learn and get things into long-term memory. And so that's a trigger because this it triggers that incompetent feeling. So that money class has been doing that. Every time I go to it, I just feel like this is never going to work. It's, I'm always going to fail at money. Um, and really, I just have to look at it differently. Um, you know, I'm not a financial wizard. And there's people called financial advisors to help you with this stuff. Like, you know, I'm not a pro basketball player. Um, so I shouldn't go out and think I can become one tomorrow. You know, you go and you seek out training in basketball if you want to become a professional basketball player. You know, like you're taught. You practice it. Same, same with money. You practice doing better things with your money. And in relation to the, um, the money class, something really interesting happened um, in relation to the sleep class and the money class, the two of them. And I've said before on here, I don't believe in coincidences, and I don't. Um, interestingly, Tuesday night, uh, so the class, so this would have happened 7 p.m. Tuesday night. And then Wednesday at 1 p.m., so less than 24 hours later, the teacher in the money class and the teacher in the sleep class said the same exact thing, and it got my attention because I don't believe in coincidences. They both said, when you think about money and when you think about sleep and getting your body back on that rhythm, they said, think of the fable of the tortoise and the hare. They both said the same thing, and they said be the tortoise like you don't want to be the distracted bunny rabbit the hare going back and forth and losing the race at the end you want to be that slow methodical turtle the tortoise because the tortoise won the race at the end and before the on the money class when the instructor he said he said he met a billionaire and the billionaire was talking to him about you know his favorite book that he reads to his grandkids and he told the guy well what's the book and I said Aesop's Fables like I said I bet he's gonna say Aesop's Fables and then he said it's one of Aesop's Fables and I was like yep because Aesop's Fables is I have that book and it is the tortoise and the hare is in Aesop's Fables and it's one of the best books you could ever have a kid read because it gives lessons life lessons in short little stories like not even barely even a paragraph the short stories are that short they're barely even a paragraph and you learn a life lesson about why you shouldn't be greedy why you shouldn't be jealous all these little things about kind of personality flaws um 
and the tortoise and the hare was what both of these were about and they're what they're both things I struggle with so that's really sunken into my brain now you know think of the tortoise and it was interesting when they said that because years ago one of my friends compared me to the tortoise in relation to my education because my education was something that took me years and years and years and years of not giving up and being tenacious like having tenacity and just keeping on going with it so my associate degree um, high school by the way was really hard I had horrible grades um, F's and D's and C's I had a horrible GPA it was really bad and then once I got to like a junior college community college um, I basically was there just to build up my GPA and to finally get into classes that were like qualified classes. So I was in classes that didn't even count when I first got there. And a lot of that was just from that inability to focus in high school. It was that stress. Like I had major depression all through high school and college, um, most of college, at least my associate years. And I took classes that were just like art classes because I liked art. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I just liked it. And then I took culinary classes. Um, and I was always taking classes that would eventually count for credits. And then finally, after seven years of being in school, and I worked too all the time, um, I finally got done with my associate. And I had a really good GPA. And then I went to massage school, and that was only nine months. So after I got my associate, I was a licensed, certified massage therapist. So I had a trade. I had a skill. And then when I was 30, so I finished massage school when I was 26. When I was 30, I went back to um, an elite private college to get my bachelor degree. Um, it was really elite. And I had never gone to private school before, so it was a all new experience. Um, it's even a Phi Beta Kappa institution. And I got my bachelor's in history and I studied philosophy. So that's where I got my history degree. And that was the best college years because um, I had managed my depression much better by the time I was 30, and I was able to focus better, and the classes were all in the field that I wanted to study. I didn't have to take math, I didn't have to take biology, I didn't have to take sciences, I didn't have to take all that stuff I don't like. I just took history and philosophy, and it was great. You know, I got to learn what I wanted, and I eventually narrowed down my field. Um, I wrote my college paper about early um, religious movements in the eight, early 1800s, the Second Great Awakening. And I wrote about three, three different preachers in relation to the movement, religious movements leading up to the U.S. Civil War. So I eventually narrowed that down. And I mentioned on here I found my favorite philosopher just about six months ago, Jose Ortega y Gasset, a Spanish philosopher from the 20s and 30s. And it's nice to be able to figure those things out and why you like them. Um, but I'm sort of rambling a little bit, but I just wanted to point out this class because like I said, I, I highly recommend it if you have trouble sleeping. And again, this was related to anxiety, sleep, and your brain. So she talks a lot about cortisol and, um, you know, things that affect your body and your brain and different types of therapy. It was just a great, really great class. And she said that, you know, sleep is really the backbone of a good society. 
Um, if everybody could get good sleep, we would all focus better. We'd have less anxiety. There'd be less, there would likely, you know, be less crimes, most likely, if people aren't stressed out. Um, there'd be less fighting. There'd be less everything, less crazy drivers. Um, you know, it's, it affects everything. But I did want to point it out while it was still fresh on my mind. And I am going to use, try and get some visual in my home life of the tortoise and the hare to just kind of remind myself of, you know, when it comes to money, which stresses me out so much. Um, and when it comes to sleep, you know, take it nice and slow. Um, and a big part of all that is just forgiving yourself for anything in the past that you might be ashamed of. Like if you've always been bad with your money, like I have, um, you know, forgive yourself and just move forward. I think it's also really important to remind yourself of ways that you have been successful in the past, or maybe you were good at doing something and then you just fell off the wagon. Um, so whenever I thought of the tortoise and reminding myself that, you know, education, I put a lot of time into that and I had, a, I had to be tenacious about it. And that's really how I need to be with my money and my financial planning. I need to be slow and steady, but I need to not give up. Um, Cause lately I have been giving up on it and it was just a good reminder. And the fact that they both said the same thing was just kind of like a good sign. It was like, Ben, you're exactly where you should be right now. Because I, I got to tell you, this week I was not looking forward to it. Like I wasn't, I didn't want to go to the money class again, but I went. And I was glad I did because they had two speakers up there who both said, you know, we both wanted to give up after like the sixth week, but we hung in there and they were glad they hung in. And that was exactly what I was thinking. I was like, really debating not going to the last two classes next week and the week after, but I am going to go because I need to be tenacious just like I was with my education. And with the sleep stuff, you know, I need to be tenacious and stick to the 815 wake up, let my body sleep when it wants to put my phone on night mode because I know I'll look at my phone. I know I will. And every time I get up and get out of bed, I look at my phone. Um, so you know, it's a lot of things that I think are important, and I hope that this can help um, with some of you out there listening. And again, if you did have an idea, um, there's a way to leave like a voice message. So if you have a show idea, one of my best episodes I ever did is from one of the people who listens to this, and it was the episode about what, what's the difference between stress, um, I think it was like stress, anxiety, and, and PTSD, or something like that something along those lines and it was that's one of my most popular episodes so this is the complex ptsd guy signing off